Red light is on, recording. Good evening, morning, or whatever in the world. My name is Zachary Scheidel. Welcome to the multi-dimensional realm that talks law of attraction, combat sports, and more. Today, we have a special guest. She is a mother. She's a wife. She's a multi... <clears throat> How can I say this? Multi-timed author who has a latest book called She is Magic 2 Out, which you can actually buy on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, for $1.98 a piece. At a Kindle, by the way. You can also attend my Blessed Guests uh, Summit tomorrow called <clears throat> Step Into Your Magic, which features I believe 50 speakers, and I'm actually not on there, but I'm actually attending. I will be attending. So with that said, welcome to Roaming Around Black Lions Domain with Blair Hicks. How are you, my dear? I am so great. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here with you. I actually approached you about, I would say, a month or two ago at the request of an old friend of ours named Linda Carducci. If Linda's listening or watching, hello. <laughs> hi, hi. Okay, so we actually were able to get an agreement to have you on, and I am so happy and grateful that you did agree. So again, thank you very much, Blair. Not a problem at all. Anything for Linda. Linda is such a dear, dear soul, <laughs> and I love her to death. <laughs> oh, yes, she is. And I met uh, Linda at a Mary Morrissey's uh, Dream Builder program. So we've been in this uh, support group, I would say now, three months, three, almost four months. And she recommended you right away. And she knew of my dream to interview people. And for some odd reason, you were at the top of her list. And she thought, okay, this kid, he's very passionate about what he actually does. So why not trust him with Blair? And I said, oh, thank you very much. So <laughs> off to the races we went. So we've actually come up with a, with a nice little schedule of topics. So you are a mother of three, if I understand this correctly. So did, they, did your children come before your marriage or during it? Um, well, I have two children from a previous marriage. Um, I have my oldest son who's 14 mm -hmm. and my daughter who's 13. Um, and then my son that is almost two, he came from my current marriage. So. Oh, and how did your uh, current marriage come about? Um, we actually met, I was in the hotel industry before I became an online entrepreneur. I was, um, what I would do, my job was to go into hotels that weren't performing well and to uh, so-called what we call turn them um, and create a massive profit in a short amount of time. So I was a consultant for hotels like Hilton, Marriott, Starwood. Uh, IHG. So um, I actually was working at a hotel and he flirted with me consistently. He was one of the maintenance people there. And I ignored him because I wasn't really, one, I wasn't looking. I was really happy being single. And two, I would just never date someone underneath me because my career was so super important to me. So 
um, he kept approaching me to ask me out for lunch and I would just be like changing the subject or say no or whatever. So finally one day he came in and he was like, why do you just ignore me? And I was like, because I would never date someone that I work on, that works under me. Like I would jeopardize my job. So, um, a couple of weeks later he comes in and hands me his two week notice. He had worked for the company for 11 years. And he said, if that's the only way I can get a date with you, then I'll turn in my notice. And so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, if he's going to quit his job, I have to at least go out on a date with him. So we went out on a date and then it was kind of history from there. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like something out of an actual romance novel. Oh, God bless your husband. He's a sweetheart. Oh, that is <laughs> awesome. I, I love stories like that. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Speaking of actually becoming a CEO, how did that actually occur? Um, so I actually went to college for accounting and I didn't go into the accounting field. I got a job just as a local front desk agent at a hotel. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, it was like, I just worked my way up to be really honest. Like I'm, they had a position come open for, um, a front office manager. I took it. Uh, then I became an assistant general manager. Then I became a general manager and then I became a district manager. So I just sort of worked my way up in the hotel industry um, and then went into consulting for the hotels. And so it honestly was really just, I started entry level and worked my way up. I loved the industry. It was a very stressful industry, which is the reason I decided to quit <laughs> um, because I don't think people realize like hotels are extremely stressful. They're open 24 seven, 365 days a year. So when you're in upper level management, you're always on call. Um, and so I was working on the average about 120 hours a week and getting on the average about two to three hours of sleep a night. So um, it, I started having some major health issues and um, and I, I attribute a lot of that to my job, even, even setting across from the doctor, he told me like, you need to change careers or you're not going to live to see 40. So, um, as a single mom at that time, I was like, well, he's crazy. So I stepped down from my position and just took a lesser position, uh, for a little while to stabilize my health. But eventually, um, yeah, I just kind of dabbled in the online world and decided to, to go online versus work for hotels. Oh, wow. That sounds like something that would make a good, a good TV movie. <laughs> something out of Hallmark or something like that. Oh, man. Talk about making your way from the bottom all the way up. Linda did not tell me that you were a CEO. I actually thought you were just an author, but then I actually did some research into you and I said, Oh my God, this is the biggest guest I'll ever have on uh, Roaming Around for now. That is awesome. So I actually got my first CEO on here. That, that is too great for me. <laughs> and uh, God bless you in your actual path. I love your story. Thank you. Oh, okay, so, so far, so good. Uh, Zoom is not being nasty. All right, so we have something in common besides our dear friend Linda. We both love to write. So uh, how did your actual She Is Magic series come about? Well, to be honest, I've always loved to write. Even as a child, I would just write my 
parents would tell you, like, I always was writing either novels or books or plays for my friends to put on. Like, it didn't matter. I just always wrote. Um, and so, honestly, I kept that passion. I just tabled it a lot as I went through my corporate career path. Uh, I didn't have the time really to write, but whenever I did, I absolutely um, did so. And I applied for a writing college out of Connecticut where I had heard that it was very difficult to get in. You have to actually uh, take like a writing aptitude test and they uh, base a lot of your um, acceptance into the college based off of your writing. Um, I got accepted and so I went through the writing college uh, just kind of for fun. I wasn't planning on doing anything with it. Um, and then <laughs> um, I honestly, even when I started my online business, writing wasn't on my radar. When I started my online business, I went straight into scaling uh, six and seven figure online CEOs. Uh, just took what I did in the corporate arena and brought it to the online space uh, because I knew it was what I was good at. It was stable. It was money. Um, and then my daughter and I were driving in the car one day, she was probably about 11 and she was like, mom, if you, you know, what would be your dream job? If you could have any job, what would it be? And I was like, well, that's easy. I'd be a full-time author. And she just looked at me and she was like, then why aren't you doing it? And it was like, just, she had so much faith in me. Like, well, why aren't you making it happen? And <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, wow, like I tell her every day, go do whatever you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. Don't ever let anyone hold you back. But I wasn't living that for her. I was doing what was safe and secure um, and stable. So I immediately decided, okay, well, we're going to we're going to do this. Like, so I called my team in and I said, find out what it's going to take to cancel all my contracts. Um, I'm going to change gears. And every, I knew even the corporate side of me, I knew that was a very risky and bad call because whenever you pivot very abruptly and suddenly like transition, mm -hmm. you have a very, probably a one to two year delay on income, like that switch. Uh, so it's not even something I would have recommended to a client ever, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but I did it. And um, so we uh, canceled all the contracts and I rebranded and we went full fledged into publishing. Uh, and the very first thing that I wanted to do was do a collaboration piece to give women um, a platform to share their stories of inspiration, share their stories of magic with the world uh, for inspiration and also to create a platform for themselves as a best-selling author, uh, whether that be to help them become more of an expert in their business or um, just for the healing aspect of it, or maybe they had a dream just like me to be a best-selling author and I could help them achieve it. So, um, so I brought in all my training from my writing background and we did a lot of research and put a team together and we went full in and that's where it all started. Oh man, that sounds absolutely great. I'm actually an aspiring author myself. I actually am in the process of writing this uh, book called Black Lion's Roar, which is basically my actual story for, from the last year. Because people have been asking me for, I believe, the past six months or more, oh, how have you actually lost so much weight? Huh? What's your story? What's the deal and everything else? And I actually said, I just went through these steps to go about it. So they kept on nagging until I said, hmm, 
okay, let's go about it. But now I actually have a little bit of writer's block here and there. I actually do I'll get inspiration <laughs> to go and do it. But sometimes it can be a little bit, <laughs> as you can tell. But I'm not giving up on writing this. And if anybody's watching or listening to this, I'm definitely not giving up, not by any means. Because I want to get this book and my other series of books that I'm also working on under wraps. So you have my word on that. I am actually going to get back into the ring. Promise you that. So for somebody like me, that's an aspiring author, mm -hmm. what advice do you give them? Well, the very first thing I would tell you is to really create a platform for yourself. Um, if you're planning on publishing a solo book, I always tell my authors when they come to me and say, well, I don't know whether to buy into a collaboration or to uh, publish my solo book. And I will tell them, I personally really suggest going with a collaboration book first of all, because you really get a taste of the publishing side of things, how things are really going to look when you do go to publish your solo book. You're going to understand the editing processes. You're going to understand the legal processes. You're going to understand everything that goes into it mm -hmm. um, on a smaller scale. Um, it also creates a best-selling platform for yourself so that when you do create your solo book, you already have an author platform, which is really important because when you think about it, if you have a collaboration piece and you have anywhere from 15 to 30 people all putting in to become bestseller versus when you hit your solo book and it's just you trying to create the bestseller, it's a lot harder to get that platform. So um, it can be done. We take very different means in doing it, but that's my first piece of advice for any aspiring author is if you want to make it big or you want to create a really big platform for yourself is to try to find a collaboration piece that you resonate with that really resonates with the story you want to bring out and then take a snapshot of what you're going to put in your book uh, in your solo book take a snapshot of that and put it in the collaboration piece so that you can create a platform for yourself so that when you roll out your solo book then you already have people waiting for it really Oh. So that would be my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice <laughs> is to not get discouraged because it is a lot about, it's a lot about just choosing to write. Um, I can't tell you how many times I myself sat here and have writer's block. And to be really honest, I write my best when I'm emotional. So if I'm really angry or sad or happy, whenever I'm in a real emotional state, that's when I sit down and write like my articles that I weekly publish in our weekly newspaper or um, in my own book, etc. Because for some reason, for me, that triggers my uh, my writer's block to not be there <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, and I also have learned like what things inspire me. So water inspires me. And since I don't live on water right now um, in my office, I have a really nice water fountain mm -hmm. um, so that I can turn on the water fountain. And I like just that water presence tends to really help me. So I would just say like, find out what helps you take note, whether you work, you maybe you write better in the mornings or maybe you write better in the evenings, or maybe there's a certain things that when it happens, you tend to, to, have more get out of you take that note of that and then schedule your writing blocks around that because if you schedule your writing block times around that you'll get far more done than sitting at your computer like 
okay, nothing's coming to me, which I understand like sometimes we have deadlines and we have to, obviously my weekly articles, mm -hmm. uh, whether I'm inspired or not, I have to sit there and get them out by Wednesday at five. But, um, but for the most part, if they're books or stuff that you're working on projects, personal projects, try really hard to note when your creative times or your, if there's something that you can put in your creative space to really uh, inspire you more. All right. And I will touch base with you about possibly joining that men's uh, part of your book. Absolutely. We would love to have you. All right. So let's see. Oh, one thing that you love to do, from what I understand, is travel. So was that something that you loved to do before you became an author and CEO? I have always loved to travel. Matter of fact, my mom jokes that she must have picked up the wrong child at the hospital because my mom does not love to travel. But I have always loved, even when I was 14, 15, I would hop on a plane by myself and go off to seminars or to music academies, like you name it. If I found something I wanted to go to, I did it. Nothing has ever scared me about traveling. Um, and so I've just always loved it. Even when I was a single mom, my children were laughing the other day that we went on like four to five vacations a year. Um, and they were, even when they were both toddlers, I would just hire a uh, nanny to go with me to help me with them. But I seriously just loved, I loved vacationing and I wanted my kids to be able to set back one day and say, you know, if they open up a history book or they see something on TV, they wouldn't have to be like, yeah, I've always really wanted to go there. No, they could like be like, yeah, I went there. My mom took me there. <laughs> That's what this looks like. Um, because I wanted them to have that experience um, and that culture experience of things being so different. Um, and so I think I've just always loved to travel. It's just always been, which the hotel industry obviously helped a lot with that. Um, but I loved it even before I got into that industry, but that industry definitely catered <laughs> to that love. <laughs> Um, but I definitely just have always, I've always loved to travel. I could travel full time and I would just be perfectly fine with that. Oh, I could tell that you probably would. I could feel that energy. You, you just got this glow to you as you were just talking about it more than writing or anything else. So I believe I absolutely, that. I absolutely love to travel. It's, it's probably, and the COVID has been really difficult for me in the sense of like being restricted. Oh. We, um, my daughter and I went on a trip uh, in January and February. We went to London. I had a speaking event in London. And so we went to London and we spent time in London. Then we went to Paris and spent time in Paris, we went to New York City and spent time in New York City. And then we came home. And as we came home was when the pandemic was swinging into effect. Like it was following us everywhere we went and we like tended to get out right before it would hit that area. So, um, so anyway, I went into the pandemic with coming back from traveling and it's been very difficult. We're, I actually have bought a home in Italy and I can't even close on my home. They keep pushing the closing because of COVID. So, and I can't get over there to sign papers. <laughs> so, um, so like, I'm just ready for this to be over so I can travel again. <laughs> oh, I hear you. The COVID didn't hit. Anybody that's been a listener of mine, they know that I had certain style of plans that actually get up out of New York City. But sad to say, when the COVID hit, it's like every single place I wanted to go, Virginia, California, Florida, wherever you want to name it, 
<laughs> so if anybody's not watching, I'm waving my hands like a madman right now, going no, 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 because that's what happened because of this uh, disease, disease <laughs> as uh, some other people would actually say, and I agree wholeheartedly. Oh boy, and my internet loves to remind me that I'm unstable sometimes. Okay, so let's see what else is going on. Your top three places to travel, my dear. Ooh, top three. Definitely Paris, France would be up at the top. Um, Ooh, I also would say no, no. Seattle, Washington, and uh, Colorado. Ooh, ooh la la. The, the number one spot. Ooh la la. I love Paris. I would love to go there one day. Uh, I can actually imagine when this all is. <laughs> It's a beautiful place. The culture there is so amazing. I think that's, I like any of Europe, to be really honest. Europe is just a culture in itself. Um, but France has a very, and Italy's a lot like this too, certain parts. Um, they're just very slowed down. Like they literally go and they eat their cake and coffee every day at the bakery <laughs> and they pick up their stuff to make lunch on the way home. And it's just very laid back. Um, living in the moment, enjoying the moment, enjoying life. It's just a very, very different culture. Mm -hmm. And um, that too can be very inspiring. I've, uh, I literally found a lot of my inspiration on my business side of things while I was in Paris and I didn't even really work. It just came to me in downloads. Uh, so it can just be very inspiring to kind of slow down mm -hmm. and slow down your pace of life. Oh man. This thing needs to go. I want to get out of New York City so bad. And I'm not talking just New York. I have been to mainly uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania all my life. That is it. Otherwise than that, I need a culture change. And before I was actually let go by my former employer, I was planning on doing so. And then all of a sudden, as I said, COVID and yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> and it's been a hell ever since. But I actually have taken this time of COVID and did the best I could. And I'm growing out my brand. I've reached out to the likes of you. And there's so many others that I'm hoping to bring on. So it's not completely a dumpster fire. No. It's just, it needs to go. It just needs to go. <laughs> all right. So with that all wrapped up, uh your coming summit step into your magic my dear so how did that actually become a thing i have hosted summits for i guess a couple years now it started out as a i was doing it for my clients to give them a platform to speak on and then it kind of grew to where i would just add some other uh people in and to be honest, when I rebranded into publishing, I wasn't going to do it anymore. Um, it is a lot of work on my end. And so um, as a team, I just had told the team we were going to scrap that part. Um, however, a lot of my speakers <laughs> from the last summit, which we did uh, the first part of April, um, literally came to me and just 
blew up my inbox and blew up my assistant's inbox pleading with me to throw another one. And so um, finally, after wrestling with it for a while, I was like, you know what, why not? Let's just do it. So we did it. We did it on a little bit bigger of a scale since I had to cancel my live. I have, usually have a live conference, two, two live conferences a year. Um, and since I have, had to cancel both of those, I thought, well, we'll make it a little bigger on the virtual end. So we made it a little bit bigger. I added some more speakers and, um, and yeah, so anyway, happy to say that it's going to become a permanent fixture with my brand again. Um, and we will have more coming out. The next one will be in December, but, um, but we're definitely going to roll out more of them more often. Oh, that sounds awesome. I actually was in the background when you were starting this whole entire spiel and I said, Ooh, this sounds like something I don't want to actually partake in because I actually have been a part of virtual summits almost all year long. Yeah, that's how I kind of uh, got into this uh, dream builders thing. I actually was a uh, a part of this uh, summit that I think Sonia Riccati did, and then it just sparked from there. And I just loved the summits, and I said when I actually noticed yours, oh. I just gotta watch this. I gotta <laughs> listen to this. So I will be actually buying it for replay. I gotta touch base with you in private. But for now, it's uh, <clears throat> for free, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. They can get their free ticket, five days, 50 speakers. And we cover almost any topic that's out there, all the way from uh, parenting to uh, scaling your business. Uh, I'm going to talk about how to leverage and scale your business by becoming a best-selling author. So like how to create an expert platform for yourself. Um, but these women are amazing. Like I have spent time interviewing them. I've spent time watching uh, their trainings. They have done a phenomenal job of bringing a lot of value into this. Oh man, and I, I remember hearing you had 50 speakers. I said, that's way more than Bob Proctor, uh, Mary Morrissey, and all these other big uh, self-help heads actually got. And well, I loved it. Hush, hush, but we're thinking like 120 for Christmas, so. Well, uh, if anybody's not watching this on YouTube, my jaw is on the floor right now. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, we're thinking about that. We're going to do a huge, um, I think we're going to do like a 12 day one or something like that and do a holiday kind of like a holiday summit or whatever oh um, my god take yes. my money <laughs> we're super pumped so i'm gonna listen to for weeks <laughs> on end and i may have to forsake some things if i'm not working but hey it's all worth it if it's gonna build my brand i don't care i don't care uh, no anything almost anything i put out there, especially summit wise and virtual wise is almost always free. You can upgrade to the VIP, but it's always free to attend. I try to make it very affordable, especially for the on, like the entrepreneur that's just starting or really wants to scale their business and don't have, maybe they don't have the funds to invest in things. I was there at one point. I remember how that was. Um, and so I really want to give them the tools to be able to go and build their business and scale their business. Um, you know, without having to, to hurt their pocketbook. I hear you because some of these big timers, they actually will charge more than what you actually have charged. And I would say to myself, I want to attend this so badly. And <laughs> then I would see the price and then. 
And if anybody's I not do that myself me, sometimes, I, so <laughs> yeah, I I died on the inside. So if anybody's not watching this and you're listening audioly, I just died for a brief second because of the pricing of some of these uh, big time names. And it's not that I don't want to pay that. I just can't afford it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I choose not to because I can't. I just can't. <laughs> yep, yep. But Blair's price, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to upgrade to VIP, I believe it is $39, my dear. It is $39 gets you um, lifetime access to the um, to the summit. So uh, it's free if you want to attend. And I think that they stay up for, uh, I think it's 72 hours. So you have time to watch them if you're at work during the day or whatever. Um, but if you wanted unlimited access to them to come back and watch uh, weeks later or months later, it's just $39. Oh, and I will actually be contributing because all these panels that I've signed up for, Every single one of them is worth the money. And I'm just going to go back and watch and listen to this because I believe I'm going to grow my brand out of all these women that you have on. So speaking of uh, women and men, will the next actual summit that you have feature men? Uh, We are. We're going to feature men and women. Um, We are really... Uh, right now, trying to build our brand out to um, to be more inclusive mm-hmm. of anyone that wants to participate. Um, and so we are rolling out a new program, new branding, um, and to be honest, new book series that will be inclusive, new summit series that will be inclusive. So we're going to try to have a lot more of our male figures in there, um, pulling alongside with the women um, and just really make it a lot more inclusive to people. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And if I could contribute in any type of way, I will. Absolutely. We would love to have you. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking a brief uh, breath because that's absolutely good to do. Not only that, but I love the energy of my guests. So I can't help myself or can help myself. Damn it. I actually am. Thank you very much. All right, so I believe we got through most of this schedule pretty good. All right, so how have you actually made it through this epidemic? Because a good lot of people, they just want to go, oh, well, it's me. I can't do this. I can't do that and everything else. So how have you gotten through it, Blair? Um, Well, to be really honest, I did go through the recession um, several years back, and so I think that helped me a little bit when this started to begin, uh, just to know that there would need to be a pivot and some shifts probably needed to happen. Um, But to be really honest, we didn't, we didn't transition much. We didn't, um, I didn't lower my prices or try to, I tried to be, I've always tried to be understanding. So pandemic or not pandemic, if someone wants to come to me and really want to be a part of my book and maybe was struggling financially, I will try to work with them the best I can. Um, but, uh, but as far as like positioning our brand, we, we really, we pivoted very little, um, and we just kept going full steam ahead. Um, the corporate side of me was really nervous um, because we went ahead and launched our She Is Magic book right at in the middle of pandemic. 
Uh, I launched my last summit in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I didn't know how that would affect things. It was right in the brink when we were all on lockdown and I just didn't know if it, I mean, I really just didn't know. I, all the experts had told me not to do it. Um, but intuitively, I really felt like I needed to do it because people needed it more than ever at that point. And so I rallied my people up and asked them, are you with me? Will you support me if I go ahead and do this? And they all said, yes, we trust you. Uh, you know, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. Uh, and we went ahead and did it. And so we had a best-selling book. We had, a, a, I think it was nearly 400 people that attended the summit. So uh, we did well. And as far as a brand, I've had some of my best months financially um, than I have in the last five years during the pandemic. So it's, it's all about, a lot of it's a lot about your, your, what you believe and what you put out there. Well, thank you very much for actually continuing your work because it inspires somebody like me to keep on doing what they're doing as well. So Absolutely. I truly appreciate it. And thank you again to Linda for recommending Blair because it just amps me up to keep on doing what I'm doing. So Linda, if you truly are listening to this, and I think you are, I think you are. Thank you very much, my friend. You truly have made this worthwhile. All right, so <clears throat> as we wrap up this nice little chat, usually I actually ask the following question, which is, what can I do for you going forward? Absolutely. Well, you know what? Having me on here was an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, I would just say to continue to do what you're doing um, and creating a platform for people to come on and speak because that alone can be very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I definitely have some people I probably can funnel your way. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'll make sure that I touch back base um, and see I, I know there's people that really would like to get on some platforms, so I'll see um, and connect them with you. Oh, thank you very much. If I actually could cry a little bit, I would on air. And people know my story. I've actually cried on and off on air. So hearing that means a whole lot to me. So thank you very much. You're I truly appreciate it. So... Yep. Would you like to plug away anything that's forthcoming that's not just the summit? Um, well, the only thing I guess I would put out there is if there's anyone who's an aspiring author that would like to contribute, definitely connect with me. We're starting the They Are Magic series. Um, we're opening the doors to that next week. And so we absolutely would love to have you. It's men and women. It's all inclusive. Um, and it's an easy great way to get your name out there as a best-selling author and we will do our best to make it just the most magical journey ever we really pride ourselves in trying to uh, create just a really good platform for you oh that sounds awesome and i'm gonna try to contribute the best way i can absolutely Oh, man, oh, man. And that puts me into this uh, state of what uh, Carl Jung will call the flow. And anybody that's been a listener of this show knows that I've somehow, some way, achieved this form. So thank you very much for putting me into that even more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been Blair Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. You can find her on Facebook. Um, do you have Twitter and Instagram, my dear? 
I do have Twitter and Instagram, but I'll just be honest. My Facebook is the number one way to get a hold of me. Um, I spend way more time on those platforms, even though I have people telling me I need to branch out. So <laughs> we're, we're trying as a brand to branch out, but, um, but I'll just tell you personally, if you need to get a hold of me, it's probably Facebook. <laughs> I hear you. And that's the best way that you can reach her, ladies and gentlemen. I should know because I've been doing that for almost the past month or two. So with that said, I will be leaving all of her information, including the books and the coming summit in the show description. For anybody that's out there that actually has been listening, you know where I'm going right now. If you don't know who this is, my name is Zachary Shiloh. I'm the host of a multi-dimensional show called Black Lions Airspace. And it is the multi-dimensional realm that actually <clears throat> discusses Law of Attraction, Combat Sports, and more. So I'm asking you, please, if you are, are on YouTube, please subscribe to my YouTube page. Not only that, but there's other audio means such as play, such places as Speaker, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Pods. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure there's others, but you're gonna have to go and Google it because I do not know these Johns off the, the top of my dome. So with that said, one goal, one aim, one road, one focus, ladies and gentlemen. As I said time and again, and that's love, especially in this hodgepodge time that we go through, which can be a blessing and a curse in itself. So please, if you have to go out, wear a mask, man, to stay alive, man. I don't like this yacht. I've said it time and again since March. I don't like it. I don't like being masked, but I do it because it's the right thing to do. So I expect none of this, none, uh, nonetheless, the same of you. So with that said, thank you so much, Blair, and everybody that's out there. Please take care of yourselves and your friends and family. This has been Zachary Shiloh. This has been Black Lions Airspace. And thank you for looking through my eyesight. Take care. Bye.